Welcome to the Period Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Donovan, registered dietitian and period recovery expert who has been where you currently are. This is the podcast to listen to if you want your period back month after month or if you want to restore your fertility and feel more relaxed around food and exercise. Consider this your safe space that will take the guests and the stress out of period recovery and bring you the information, the inspiration, tools, stories, and empowerment that are key in getting your period back month after month. Get ready to be inspired, get ready to get your period back, and get ready to get your life back. Come on, let's dive in. Hi, all. Welcome back to another episode of the Period Recovery Podcast. And I just get so excited when I have my past clients on here because we get to talk about where they are now and where they came from. And so it's an exciting journey to listen to. And today I have my client, Laura, on here. And Laura is a mom of three little kids, and she embarked on period recovery in the thick of motherhood, having two one-and-a-half-year-old twins and a, I think, almost four-year-old. So her hands were full. Not only that, was she working full-time, but she decided after many, many doctor's visits to naturopaths, to OBGYNs, to therapists, and she said, enough is enough, found me on Instagram and resonated with one of my posts. And she said, I had to chat with you. And so today I share with you Laura and her amazing story of not getting her period back in the time frame that she had wanted to. And she shares the ups and the downs, her quote unquote unexplained infertility, and all the things that she went through to not only regain one period, but multiple periods after. So let's jump right in and meet Laura. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to invite here and have here on our show today my previous client, Laura. How are you, Laura? Doing great. I'm happy to be here. I am so excited you're here. And remind me because I all of you guys hold a very special place in my heart, but the only thing that I can't remember is timeline. So when did you and I first connect, Laura? We first connected in the beginning of 2023, and then I was going through some stuff with other doctors, so we made a plan to kind of stay on hold for a little bit. So I started your program in March. Okay. All right. So we're like just about a year from initially meeting. Yes. Hard to believe. Yes. Oh my gosh. How time flies, right? But let's just talk about how time doesn't fly when we're in the midst of like trying to figure out what the hell is going on with us, right? Yes. I never thought this day would come that I'd actually be on your podcast and be like reflecting back. So it does feel like you're kind of stuck in a time warp while you're going through it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, before we get into your story, how you lost your period, how you got it back, we'll kind of, I don't want to say backwards, but it's been a year since we initially met. How does your life look different? Oh, it looks very different. From a physical standpoint, I would say the one thing that has changed probably the most physically has been my sleep. I never realized how sleep deprived I had been previously, but now I'm sleeping through the night without interruption. Sometimes it's like nine hours if I don't have little kiddos waking me up. So I'm not getting up to pee. I'm feeling warmer during the day. There's been a lot of like physical changes that I noticed immediately over the past few months. Awesome. So a year ago, you had two one and a half year old twins. Correct. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so you decided, you know what? Like, I I need to work on this whole period recovery thing with not only two one and a half year olds, but your oldest was 
How old? Three, four. Yeah. Yeah. So hands full, a working mom of three with her hands full that decided to take and set aside some time for herself and to work on her health, which is is so amazing, Laura. So let's start from the beginning. So you have some of the audience members that are trying to get pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant. First, I'm sure they want to know, how did you conceive your first three kids? Sure. I'll rewind back in time a little bit. You know, I got my period, I think, uh, quote unquote, normal age. And but I used to have really bad cramping and headaches. So I went on birth control in high school. And I stayed on it for over a decade. I got married to my college sweetheart in 2012. And then we decided a few years after that, why don't I go off birth control and try to get pregnant? Unbeknownst to me, how many challenges could come along with that seemingly simple decision. So I went to my doctor because my period still hadn't come back. It had been well over six months. And we started investigating why no period. I remember undergoing a lot of blood work. They gave me Clomid only to realize I wasn't ovulating at all. So that wasn't going to work. And I switched a couple times to different doctors, different reproductive endocrinologists. The doctors never seemed at all really concerned with why I wasn't getting a period. They just kept reassuring me that through medicine, they would be able to like make it happen, whether that was IUI or IVF. At one point, I remember my doctor did recommend I go on what he called a hamburger diet. So he basically said, you are a little underweight. Maybe if you try to put on five pounds, that could you know, kick your body into like a restarting. I gained uh, well over that and nothing happened. Uh, plus the, my behaviors and everything, I didn't change anything for the long term. It was like a quick band-aid fix. So I did end up going through IUI and getting pregnant on our first try. That was back in 2018. My body seemed to respond really well to the like synthetic hormones and the daily shots. And then I was successfully able to ovulate after a trigger shot. Unfortunately, I miscarried at eight weeks at that point, but I was really anxious to start it all over again. So I went back to the same doctor and went through the same process. And again, um, luckily, I was able to get pregnant on the first try round two of IUI. So in 2019, I gave birth to my first daughter. And during pregnancy, though, I was very careful with what I was eating. I was sure to get some kind of movement or exercise every single day. I was trying to stay very healthy. I do think looking back, there was some restriction that I was doing, even in the pregnant stage. And then post-pregnancy, I breastfed for eight months. And I did enjoy nursing, but I think if I'm being honest, one of the biggest motivating factors was that I was losing the baby weight so quickly. And then I started taking up running which I had never done before. I wasn't like a real athlete or a runner, but I was quickly back to like my pre-baby weight and then some. And I never recovered a period. And I'm sure a lot of that is due to these restrictive behaviors that just continued on. So when we were ready for baby number two, this was 2020, we went back to my reproductive specialist with that same diagnosis of unexplained infertility is what they called it. And we went through IUI again. And yet again, on the first try, I was able to get pregnant, but this time it was with the total surprise of twins. And during that pregnancy, I gained a very limited amount of weight. I'm lucky that I was able to have a healthy pregnancy and I was able to carry them to term in July of 2021. And then post-pregnancy, I gave up pumping pretty quickly and I was unable to nurse them. So then I was like hyper-focused on how do I lose all this baby weight that I had gained. So it was that same cycle came back to haunt me again. And then my anxiety, I remember, hit like an all-time high. And that would kind of 
show itself in the form of anger and frustration and mood swings. And I was very highly emotional. So I don't know if that was a little touch of postpartum. But looking back, I see it's also likely due to the fact I was completely underfueling while I was trying to raise a toddler and two newborn infants and work full time. I just wasn't taking care of myself. And And I found myself like wishing away those like early months of having my children. But I think a lot of that was just I wasn't in tune with what my body really needed. Yeah. And thank you so much, Laura, for sharing all of that. It's been quite the journey. And I know it doesn't stop there. I know it doesn't stop after, you know, you had the babies and was dealing, you know, with postpartum and just juggling life as a a mom of three working full time. And then add on the layer of underfueling. Yeah, that's a recipe for a lot of anxiety. And, you know, and I know you're feeling like you're completely in a different place now, which is is the most amazing thing. So a few questions that I jotted down as you were talking. So prior to pregnancy, you were on birth control, came off birth control, no period. And doctors were quick to say like, okay, unexplained infertility. And so that is a very common diagnosis across the board, unexplained infertility. And I just want to like anyone who's ever been told that, and I know, Laura, you can now attest to it because you've gotten your period back more than one, that it's a complete crock of shit, unexplained infertility. There's something that is going on to cause infertility. There's no such thing as unexplained infertility across the board, even if you don't have HA. But anyways, I don't want to get on my soapbox about that. But so prior to pregnancy and your missing period or during your missing period, did I hear, Laura, you weren't really exercising or you weren't exercising as much as you did like postpartum? I've always been an active person. Like movement's been a part of me, but it's been, I would say like leisurely movement. It's been like walking or sometimes Pilates. I've never been what I would say is an athlete. I've never trained for a marathon. I've never done CrossFit. Uh, So I think that was also why in the beginning I wasn't sure I had HA because I was assuming, I was making a lot of assumptions that I had to have that profile and be like a hyper athlete. I believe a lot of mine was due to underfueling. I have had like very restrictive eating habits since probably going back to early college. I think just the idea that you have to be this ideal look, you know, in college, there was a lot of pressure around me to kind of look a certain way, feel a certain way. And I believe that kind of came through in my eating habits at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to kind of point that out there because you don't have to be an avid exerciser or across the athlete or a college athlete or anything. You could just be leisurely exercising. But the fact is it's an overall energy deficit. So meaning if you do or don't exercise, like it really doesn't matter. It's about the food that you're consuming in relation to the energy output and the energy output, you're outputting energy or burning calories by walking to work, taking care of kids. In your case, Laura, holy smokes, like three kids running around after three kids. That's a lot. So I also want to ask you about the breastfeeding thing, right? So you breastfed, I think you said for eight or nine months. So was there any part of you, Laura, that was like, oh, hmm, maybe my period is still missing because I just got done nursing or I'm still nursing or Whatever. Was there any part of you that, or maybe the doctor said, lactational amenorrhea, I think it's called? Yes, that's in fact what I thought it was. I saw no problem with not getting my period back because, well, I hadn't had it in so long. I don't even think it was really top of mind. And then when I was breastfeeding, I had heard, and my doctor did tell me, I likely wouldn't get it back. So I paid no attention to it truly until we had started talking about 
trying to get pregnant again. And I thought, well, what are we going to do now? Because I'm back to the same problem that I had with the first go round. Yeah. So back to the doctors you went, had some more fertility treatments. This time you got two for the price of one. (laughs) And which I know you wouldn't change for the world, but I'm sure it was like going from one to three was, I'm sure, quite a lot. I know going from one to two was a lot for me. So, you know, I, I totally hear that. So I know I also heard you say, Laura, about the kind of the cycle repeated for you. So it's like, okay, you know, you got pregnant, you lost the quote unquote baby weight, got pregnant again felt the same way, right? Wanted to lose the baby weight. When, and that's kind of where we we left off with your story, when was it for you like, huh, like period's still not coming back. You know, the, the babies were a little bit older now. You weren't nursing anymore. You stopped pumping. When was it like, hmm, what's going on here? I don't know. I can't pinpoint a time when all of a sudden it triggered that, wait, this is like a more serious issue I need to look into. But I did start really just Googling it, like lack of period, symptoms, long-term side effects. And I kind of went down a rabbit hole in 2022. And I thought, this this isn't right. Like, I, I want to get things right. I want to feel like a quote unquote normal female in my body. I was definite I wasn't going to have any more kids. So it wasn't for um, reasons to get pregnant. But in the long term, I wanted to be, you know, a role model for my daughters. And I wanted to also feel like everyone else around me. So I started just really digging into it. And that's when I, when I went and saw every kind of health specialist I possibly could before I could upon you. Yeah. And I just want to say that is like, I don't have stats on it, but that's the case with most of my clients where it's like, oh my gosh, like I wish you I found you first versus going through all these medical doctors. And so what were some of the the doctors that you visited with? Was it was there any naturopaths? Was there any GI specialists? What was your array of doctors visits? What did that look like? I went to two different gynecologists and underwent blood work there. I attended couples therapy, individual sex therapy. I saw a behavioral psychiatrist. I went to a pelvic floor specialist. And then lastly, I went to a functional medicine doctor. And this was all within a year. Absolutely. So it's and, and it's exhausting. And I and I can't remember Laura our, our very first conversation, but was there any part of you after all those doctor visits and trying to figure out what the heck was going on that when you found me, it was like, oh, how do I know if this is gonna help me? I did. I remember I stumbled upon you on Instagram and I had read something you had posted and in your like comment section you had outlined a lot of the different, I guess, symptoms that go along with HA. And something spoke to me and I felt like my heart just cracked open. And I remember saying to my husband on the couch next to me, you you have to read this. I feel like it's speaking directly to what I'm feeling. He was admittedly very skeptical, though, because of the rabbit hole I had already gone through and all of the time and effort and money that I had already done on the previous pursuits. But I remember saying that like I felt like a calling and that I had to set up an introductory meeting with you because this finally felt like something that I hadn't thought about before. And what a good feeling that is when you feel that way. And when you feel called or your intuition just just tugs at you, which for the most part, we've probably been denying and ignoring our intuition for a really long time because it's really hard to be in touch with your intuition when we're not fueling adequately. But then then you're like, okay, this this sounds like me. It's speaking directly to me. And so when you feel that feeling whether it's with me or with someone else, and I'm just speaking to the audience about anything. It could be period related. It could be other related. You know, go for it and explore that regardless of 
of where you were before. And I'm sure, Laura, you can attest to that. Yeah, the journey, seeing all those doctors and doing all the things was, it was time consuming, financially consuming. But did it feel a lot, you know, more amazing for you and sweeter for you after you really found the answers, right? And, And what you had to do to resolve the problem. Yes, better late than never. I mean, I, I remember walking away from that last like functional medicine specialist who I put a lot of trust in, you know, confidence in. And I was on like a very restrictive diet. I was taking so many pills every day. And then I was, I have even lost more weight. So now that I'm thinking about it, it was like counterintuitive and counterproductive to my end goal. But I didn't realize it. Like when you're in the middle of it, you, it's like you have a bag over your head. You don't realize, like recognize what's going on with your body, what's happening mentally and emotionally. I just felt like I didn't have any clarity until I really started your program. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that, Laura, because I think I'm not speaking on all functional meds or naturopaths and so forth out there or just other practitioners in general, but there is a chance that it could send you deeper into a place that your body doesn't need to go any further into. And I hear that. Honestly, I don't think any of my clients, Laura, have come to me and said they've had a positive experience with a functional med. And I'm not saying out there that are listening, you might say, well, I had a great functional med. I actually just did an interview with one who is quite lovely and and knows all things HA. But the fact is that there's a lot of misinformation, a lack of knowledge base out there, regardless if it's a functional med doc or an OBGYN, because I know you went there. So just advocate for yourself, ask the questions, and trust your intuition. And And if you had any advice, Laura, to say like, all right, to that woman out there that has tried the pelvic floor specialist, has seen the therapist, has seen five different OBs, like all the things, and they're just mentally and physically exhausted, what kind of advice would you give to them knowing where you were and where you are now? I would say trust your gut into what feels right and go follow your intuition because that's what I felt that feeling when I came upon you and I felt that like what you were posting about, what you were sharing really spoke to me. And I didn't get that same feeling when I was exploring the other practical ones. And Laura, let me ask you this. Was there any part of you, and it's hard to like retrospectively speak, but like, was there any part of you that when you saw these other doctors, OBs, naturopaths, or functional meds, was there any part of you that kind of knew they wouldn't be able to help you. But at the same time, it was like, well, they're not saying I'm going to gain weight or anything like that. So this feels kind of safe. Yes, everyone seemed to have a different level of confidence and almost like a promise that they would be able to help me in some way, but it wasn't the way that I ultimately needed to be helped. It wasn't to get a period back or to restore fertility. It was maybe to get my hormones in a little better balance or maybe to make me sleep a little better or, you know, whatever, or to reduce all the toxins in my body. They all had kind of different ulterior motives, but in the end, it wasn't like at the core, what I really needed. So I did put some trust in them, but I don't think I was ever believing like they will be able to get my period back. I don't remember knowing that was what I needed to do, quite honestly, until I came upon you. I just want to say, I actually recently saw an Instagram post. I can't remember who it was from, but if anyone ever says out there, if you have a missing period and they're going to balance your hormones, just run. (laughs) Run. What is balancing hormones? What hormones? Like, Come on. So anyways, I appreciate you sharing that, Laura. And it's easier said than done. But in all reality, when you eat enough and you rest enough, your body does some pretty amazing things and can turn around like there's no tomorrow. So let's kind of share, if you don't mind, Laura. So 
joined my coaching program. And of course, I said, all right, Laura, we got to eat enough. We got to rest enough. And the easier said than done kind of stuff, because there's fears about everything, right? What was your biggest fear moving into saying like, okay, my intuition says this is the right place to go, but it still had to be a little bit scary. And if there was a little fear there, what was the biggest fear? Hands down, it was the weight gain for me and not feeling or looking like myself anymore or or what the previous version of myself was. I had put so much value into the way I looked and how I appeared to everyone else on the outside that as like the fit girl and I've always been the tiny girl or the small girl and receiving compliments for being so thin. So I was worried that I would lose like a large part of my identity. I think internally I was like proud to be known as that and... I mean, in the end, I was actually like starving myself and depriving myself of a lot for many years. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that, Laura, because that is the truth for so many of us. It was for me. I'm like, I don't know myself any different. And I certainly don't know how anyone else is going to know me any different. I was a dietitian. That right there alone, I'm like, I can't gain weight. I'm a dietitian. Like, what would that look like? But I think you can now say like, gosh. I'm so much more than what I look like and what my body is. And maybe we're not in a place where we're like, you know what? I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, body, I love you so much. But that you're, you can look back and say, you know what? It's not as bad as I I thought it was going to be or not bad at all. I agree. I mean, weight gain was a natural part of going, you know, through the program and going through the motions, but I learned to deal with it in different ways. I've done several complete cleanouts of my closet and just gotten rid of the clothes that were, you know, too tight or not going to fit again necessarily or didn't make me feel comfortable in them. And I now have the opportunity to shop for new things that like fit the new me and that I can be happy with myself in. Yeah. And that weight gain part, again, the scariest, aside from closet cleanouts, which I'm sure wasn't easy. I'm sure you didn't just walk into your class and be like, oh, this is, I'll just take some clothes down and go buy some more and no big deal, right? It was more than that. So aside from closet cleanouts, what else do you think, Laura, helped you get past that and continue to push forward? Because we'll share with with the audience how long it really did take to get your period back, but it, it took longer than expected. It took longer than the the 12 weeks in my coaching program. So how did you keep going and push through this weight gain fear? I really had to shift my overall mindset about how, what the ideal body looks like, what the ideal fitness routine is, what the ideal eating routine is. I really had to have an overall mindset shift. I had to leverage some mantras that I heard in your program or that I listened to on other podcasts. Like each day I had little post-it notes like around my desk where I work to make sure that I was reminding myself, you don't have to be in control of everything. Because I have a very type A personality that is kind of the icing on the cake with the whole situation that I went through. And so it was difficult. It still is difficult for me to really loosen up the reins of my control like on on everything during life, including the fitness and the food pieces of it. Yeah, the mindset switch is a big one. And I can tell you it becomes a little bit more easy to access when you start to fuel a little bit more, which I'm sure you can attest to that. And you probably heard me say, like, just give it some time, you know, try to eat. And this is I'm not gonna lie, it's still gonna be difficult, but it's not gonna be it's not gonna feel as threatening to your your body and your soul than it did from the start off. So all right, we decided, okay, we ate more, we rested more, joined my program. Started to see signs and symptoms of your period coming back, but then no period yet. And so I think after you graduated my program, it was it was a little frustrating for you, right? Yes. So I had done the program for the three months and then we even extended it one more month, hoping that in the fourth month it would happen. And I remember 
at that point, after not having gotten it back and having the graduation call with you, I was very disheartened. I was very disappointed. I mean, I was proud of the work I had done so far. But now that I can look in retrospect, I believe that I hadn't really gone all in in like the first couple months of your program. Like I I was kind of towing the line between like what I could get away with still. And that might have played some point it, right? But I did remember feeling like I was the unicorn. It was never going to come back to me that I've tried everything now in the books and still no period. But after I ended the fourth month, I ended up going back to my OBGYN for a checkup and she ran more blood work two different times. She couldn't really pinpoint what the problem was, except I had some low hormones, which we had already talked about. And then she suggested I go on birth control. And that was like the red flag that we've always talked about together. And I knew that wasn't the plan for me. I didn't want to kind of take a giant step back after all the work I had done. I felt very strongly about that. I wanted to wait it out and to see if by miracle, my body just was a little slower to react. And then seven months after when I initially started the program, I saw my first period. And I was so excited to get that email because I know we we kept in touch after the program and I was like, yes, like this is awesome. I am just over the moon, especially, you know, when it takes a little bit longer. And if you can go back, Laura, and tell yourself when you're like, what the hell, like maybe I'm the unicorn, maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that. What advice would you, I guess, give to her or what advice would you give someone that, you know, embarked on a similar journey to yours, joined a period recovery coaching program? What advice as far as time frame goes? Because we we have this time stamp in our head. Before you answer that, I just want to say, you know, the way I design my program for 12 weeks is, yes, average the women I work with get their periods back between eight and 10 weeks, but most of them come in at quote unquote normal weight, starting to do some efforts for period recovery before joining. But 12 weeks or eight to 10 weeks is no magic number. And I wish I could say, all right, come enter my program. And when you get your period back, you're, you're going to stay here until you do. Think about what a mental mind app that would be, right? Like, oh, you know, it's like going to college and being like, oh, you want to become a doctor? Well, you'll just have to go to college for a really long time. I can't tell you when you're going to graduate though, right? So there has to be some timeline there. And I like to say, let's try to do our best to detach from the timeline outcome because it's it's not up to me. It's not up to my program. It's not up to you. It's up to our bodies. So to go back to the question I asked you after going off on a little tangent, what advice would you give to the old Laura or the, the person that's going through this right now that has some timestamp in their head to continue to give them hope and, and not to give up? Yes, throw the timeline out the window because I did not do that at the time. And it was very difficult to get through day by day, then month by month and not see results. Well, I saw results, but not see a period, I should say. And then also get out of the comparison trap. I think when you hear other women in the group, you know, announce that they've gotten signs and symptoms or they've gotten a period, it can be you're so joyful for them, right? You're very proud but you're also a little saddened that it's not you and you're a little jealous about it. And I had to work very hard to kind of control those emotions and not compare myself to others because I don't know their backstory. I don't know where they started. And everyone, like you say, is very different. So I think just by really practicing patience and giving yourself grace is all you can do. Yeah. And thank you for being completely honest about the fact that when you do join a community, it's amazing. It's awesome. There's so much motivation and perseverance and great tips and people you meet that come through. But it's also when you're trying to work your butt off to get your period and then you see someone else get their period. It's joyful, but yet 
you know, envious at the same time, right? And I just want to say, I want to normalize that and say that's completely okay because guess what? You can feel envious and you can feel joyful at the same time. There's no rules out there to say like you have to be one or the other. So I appreciate you sharing that, Laura. So you got your period back. What was that like for you after all those months? I was ecstatic. I cried and then I went and got my husband and I made him look and I was like, do you think this is the real thing? Do you think this is happening? And then I immediately emailed you and like I texted my sister and my mom who've been like big supporters in this. Now, like as soon as I opened up to them during your program that I was going through that, you know, they're, they're constantly checking in. So it was, it was a really proud moment that I had really put in the work, attribute it to your program. And I also attribute it to all of the, the difficult choices I made over those seven months to, you know, reap the benefits in the end. Yeah, you worked your butt off. You certainly did. All my clients do for that matter. What do you think for you, Laura, kept you going? Like, how did you keep hope up when it didn't fit the quote unquote timeline in your head? What really helped you keep that hope? I kept thinking there's nothing I had to lose. I thought I could just keep, you know, putting my all into this. And I just, after seeing story after story between you and then the, some others that I follow that are helping with period recovery, I thought, I, I, there has to be a light at the end of this tunnel. And if I keep eating consistently, if I keep resting and practicing this, it has to happen to me at some point. And it did. Yay. And so we got a period back and you're on period number, I think, three going into four. Yes. Yes. And your last one, I think you told me pre-show was 29 days, did you say? Yes. Amazing. Amazing. So this is so awesome, Laura. And so I know I asked you in the very beginning of our recording, like, how has your life changed? But kind of after going from start to finish, you know, I know your energy levels are better. You said your your coldness is no longer there. So that's more of the, I guess, the health side. But what about like socially wise and connection wise with, you know, your kids, with your partner, with your family and friends? How has that shifted for you? Well, the best thing is that my husband has told me that I laugh more now. And hearing that is a huge relief. I'm trying to be more go with the flow as much as my personality will allow. Trying to live more in the moment with myself and with my kids. I can eat dessert now and not feel an ounce of guilt. I don't try to incorporate movement into every single day. I just do it when I feel like it, which in the end is much more rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. And I love hearing that because, you know, you are a full-time working mom of three littles. And so that alone, like, let's remove the disordered eating or if someone's struggling with an eating disorder, remove that. Like, just being a mom of three working is a lot. And then if we add this layer on of, you know, period recovery and disordered eating, you're proof, Laura, that this can be done. Like, it's there's never a right time, right? to do this. And I don't know if if you ever thought about that, like, well, maybe I should just wait until or anything like that. But you're busy. Our life isn't slowing down any. But now because you took the leaps and the bounds to make yourself healthier, you're able to live your life longer and healthier sooner rather than late. And you get to pass this amazingness down to your children. And how awesome does that feel? Now more than ever, it's really important to me that my little girls, you know, see me as a role model and that I would never want them to have to go through this. If if I can avoid it by helping to, you know, teach them now and as they start to grow up, I really want to redefine what healthy means and make sure that they're witnessing a healthy and happy, you know, woman when they look at me every day. 
Absolutely. So this hard work that you guys are doing now, regardless if you want to have babies or not, but if you do, it's going to trickle down to your offspring and you will be surprised how it trickles down to other people in your life as well. It could be moms, it could be partners, it could be sisters, friends, and so forth. So this has been an amazing journey for you. I know not an easy one, Laura. And so if you had to share tips or words of encouragement to the woman out there that feels like she's the unicorn and she's trying the things but not getting the results, what would you tell her? I would say find a community because I think the community piece was really critical to not feel alone in this. Um, At the time, you can feel very alone and that you're drowning and that no one else there is out there like you. But when you do join that community and you meet and talk with other women that are in the same boat as you, I think that really helps to bring a little peace inside as you're going through the journey together. Yeah, absolutely. Community is key for period recovery and really for any kind of hardship or thing that you're going through. To being able to relate to someone else going through the same thing at the same time is really huge. So Laura, is there anything else that I might have missed to ask you or we talked about today that you wanted to share with the audience? Or do you feel like we we pretty much covered it all? I feel like we pretty much covered it. Okay, awesome. So my very last question, I especially like to ask all of my clients this um, because it's important that within my community and coaching program that you're not only working towards to get your period and your health back, but you're also working to get more of your life back, like the laughter you said that your husband is noticing about you. So you got your period back. How are you living now? And it could be in this moment. It could be the goods. It could be the bads. It could be the in-betweens. But how are you, you living now? Honestly, I'm feeling grateful every single day that my period has come back. I wake up and I I give thanks that, you know, I went through this journey because although it was a difficult one, I think it's a part of who I am and it's helped to resolve a lot of underlying issues or challenges that I've been going through for many years that I hadn't really realized. I'm trying to take things day by day, reaching small milestones instead of large hurdles, and I find that I'm really enjoying life more. I'm finding pleasure in the small things and trying to not only laugh, but just smile every chance I get. Thank you, Laura. And it's so exciting to hear this. And if you're in the thick of it right now, I know it could feel so daunting, so hopeless. And I felt that way. I know Laura's felt that way. All of my clients have felt that way. But anything hard that you're going through, I feel like I've tested this time and time again with things that have happened to me. And period recovery was one of the first things that really rocked my world, but I learned so much of it, so much from it. And I, there's no doubt in my mind, and I'm sure Laura, you can agree with me. I don't think today I would be the same person that I am if I didn't go through that. A hundred percent. I echo that. So, well, Laura, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to share your story. And I'm just so excited. Not only did you get one period, but you have multiple periods and more periods to come and more living to do. So thank you again for sharing your story and being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Hi, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to think and reflect on how this could be helpful in your period recovery journey. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Period Recovery Podcast. We know there are a lot of pods out there, and I'm so excited and grateful you are here listening with me. If you need more support on your period recovery journey, schedule a time to chat with me on my website, periodnutritionist.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please help me spread awareness on missing periods by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing this podcast with others. 
Are you ready to get your period back and your life back? I'll see you in two weeks.